Hi everyone, I'm Sam. I'm Erica. Welcome to The Fix Podcast. So this week in local Phoenix events, if you're looking for a way to unwind, decompress, and contribute to your health and well-being, check out Caleb's yoga classes. He offers beginner-friendly yoga geared towards adults. Caleb believes anybody and everybody can and should practice yoga. So check him out for his group classes on Tuesday nights from 745 to 845 at the 7th Street Gym. That's 4530 North 7th Street. The ASU Center for the Study of Race and Democracy is hosting the August session of their book discussion group. This month, they'll be discussing Michelle Alexander's The New Jim Crow. The event will be hosted on Saturday, August 19th from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. at the Pilgrim Rest Baptist Church on 14th Street and Jefferson. Tickets are available on bookdiscussiongroupaugust.eventbrite.com. Lastly, Girls in Tech is hosting the How to Get and Love Your Dream Job in Tech breakfast and lunch at Galvanize Phoenix on Saturday, August 26th from 9 to 5 p.m. Tickets are on sale on Eventbrite. Just go to Girls in Tech on Facebook. Are coming out with DuckTales Pops. Uh. I want a Scrooge McDuck. Oh my oh. gosh. DuckTales. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. The Treasure of the Lost Lamp is my <laughs> shit. It is my <laughs> shit. That movie is amazing. I always have to do that. <laughs> I feel like I need that. Like Just played on our phone. 15 second break to be like, okay, now I start speaking. Yeah. So how was your week? Um, it was okay. It was long. Yeah, it was, was this long. another one of those weeks where I was like ready to fight? I think I was ready to fight by <laughs> by Friday. <laughs> every interaction I had was just Friday was one for the books. Like every hour on the hour, something was happening where I was like, I can't believe I'm still here, and I'm just getting progressively more annoyed. Like with every second that passed. I can always tell, like, oh my gosh, I just, I just need a weekend. So I'm, I'm so glad I made it. How yes. about you? Same, <laughs> exactly <laughs> the same. I know I was texting like you and David, just like furiously, like, oh my god, I can't deal with these people. So I'm happy it's the weekend for sure. I'm ready to just do nothing tomorrow. Yeah, it feels like people just, it feels like everybody's ready to get to Friday by the time Friday gets there Mm -hmm. to the point that they have nothing left to give in terms (laughs) of like no brain power no ability to think use critical thinking skills common sense none of that like Mm -hmm. they're just like oh do this do that oh wait I forgot you don't have access to that or you don't know how to do that or you've never been trained or you've never heard of that or I've never heard of that what does that even mean like they're just talking (laughs) just saying things and I'm like none of this makes any sense and I can't take it and I have two meetings next week and I'm just dreading one on Monday and one on Thursday which all I want to do is go to Jadena and I don't want to have to go to this meeting with all these people in it I can't wait for Jadena that's gonna be amazing I'm so ready I went to out to the stores today just like trying to find something to wear because mm-hmm. everybody we're going with has really good fashion sense and I'm like They've I don't want to like ordering just... clothes for like all, the, all last month they're just like ooh, I planned this outfit and I'm getting it tailored and blah blah I'm like oh my god and I'm like I was planning on wearing a v-neck flip-flops and jeans yeah. <laughs> so that I was like maybe I should try to find something cute so I went out to Ross because I'm all on a budget 
And I found like some cute stuff, but it didn't fit me, which sucked. Um, and then I went into Target, which interesting. <laughs> yeah, let's get into interesting that. story when I went into Target. So, you know, how you go on Target and you're like, oh, I just need to get deodorant. And then you leave with like $100 worth of stuff. And you didn't even buy the deodorant. I sort of did that. I needed deodorant and soap. And I did leave with the deodorant. I only spent $25, but I did not buy my soap. <laughs> so like, damn it, I got to go back in that trap of a store. But uh, the funny story is we kind of like did our whole lap. You know, it takes like an hour to get through Target, even when you're kind of on like on a mission. Yeah, like I'm just looking through each aisle, whatever. So I had sauntered over to the bathing suits and found some cute stuff, went to go try them on. And when I was coming out of the fitting room, everybody was like looking in the direction of the front of the store. So most Targets are like this, that the like there's the long side of the store that's like all the women's or men's or whatever type of clothing and then like in the back corner is the fitting room right so this is how this target is set up so I come out and I can see kind of like the fork in the road and everyone is like staring at the door and all of a sudden I hear like shrieking like (gasps) shrill like someone is being attacked or something and I'm like should I stop walking? Like that was, I, it wasn't like a kid, right? I don't know. So these are the you know you know when like something's happening, and you have like fifty thoughts in like the equivalent of like three seconds. Yeah, I'm thinking like, is that a dog barking? Which it was. There was a dog barking. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, is that a child screaming? Is someone having a meltdown? Is this person special needs? Like, I'm, I'm thinking all these different things because you know there's there's people who there could be tons of things. Yeah, going on. it could have been like anything but this person was screaming like I have never heard someone scream like this but it started to like make me feel like it wasn't a a scream of like pain Mm -hmm. it was like a scream of like anger or disdain or something oh god and so I'm like okay well everyone's just stopping and staring so I don't think anyone's in like imminent danger right there's not like a so I'm like walking down the side like slowly because I'm like let me put these pieces back because I didn't fit and as I get closer to the front, it kind of like calms down a bit and then it starts back up again, but I can't see anything. Right. So I'm like trying to call my sister. I'm like, hello, where's everybody? Like, um, what's going Do on? Do you hear this? And then yeah. I'm thinking like, is my mom with this person? Because if it's a medical emergency, my right. mom's a nurse. I'm sure she's like got herself involved in it because that's what she would do. Right. And then it stops. And as I'm like walking up towards the register to go pay for my stuff, I see my sister and then like I hear like a little bit more screaming and then I see like security and then something that says like police on the back. And I'm like, was somebody stealing? So I think someone was stealing something and I think they had a like a dog because it looked like a small poodle or something. So they must have had one of those dog bags where like you you know, you get like a dog carrier or whatever. And I don't know if they tried to like stuff some clothes in there or what. I don't know why the person was screaming. I, I don't know if they were like embarrassed, if they were trying to maybe make it seem like the security officer or whoever was, was being, like, like roughing them, them up yeah. or something. I don't know. But then it, everything just went back to normal and people started <laughs> carrying on with their lives. And I was like, I have never been in a store when like I've been in stores when people have got caught for stealing. Yeah. But it's usually you're just getting like carted off to the loss prevention room. And like, that's the end of that. I've never like experience someone wow. having like an outburst 
because of it riveted i was like oh my god who was it that's what i was thinking i'm like okay so do i not need to come to this target anymore because i would have asked the cashier i've been like what happened i I was asking my mom and my sister were like close to it and i was like what happened and they were like we couldn't really see i saw a dog because i could hear a dog barking and i was like was it a service dog again i'm like thinking it's someone who requires additional uh, like reasonable accommodations or something and She's like, no, it was a small dog. It was like a tiny poodle or something. I'm oh like, why was the dog barking? Yeah. I don't, listen, <laughs> it was a wild and crazy, like, 30 to 45 seconds in Target this morning. <laughs> and all I needed was some deodorant and some soap. So don't go into Target, guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess we should get into it. (laughs) (laughs) I guess so. We uh, posted on our social media a few times asking for businesses and local artists and local anybody who's doing anything worthwhile to communicate with us what they're doing so that we could give them a shout out on the show. And we actually got our first one, which is really exciting. Um, And it's no one we know so that always makes me feel excited when other people are paying attention that don't know us yeah like i don't recognize that name. yeah i was like who's a i don't know anybody named amy in my life surprise yeah <laughs> <laughs> so this section or corner or portion of the show is called local love and we want to give a shout out to the knife and garment social club and it's started by amy falkenberg and matthew martinez They say that they are a fashion truck owner and a chef who became friends and found out that they both have a passion for food, fashion, and people. So they joined together to start this knife and garment social club. They design, purchase garments, and print all in the Valley of the Sun. And they have something for everyone, including a chef line of apparel. So it looks like they have a lot of partnerships with chefs. This is what I saw when I was researching their social media and their website. And it looks like they make like cool chef coats and like it says, chef line apparel, which is an interesting niche. I think maybe they're using his connections and her fashion sense to kind of bring a little bit of like flavor to that, which I think is really cool. Yeah. Um, and they have a lot of other um, clothing and they are actually nine months old. So you can check them out on knife and garments, social and um, just give them a shout. And I think that they also have pop-up shows and they have those listed on their website. So might be cool to check out if you're a chef or you just want to see something new and interesting. Yeah, them like out. them. If they have, you know, any of their social media, go on and support them, follow them. And thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks, guys. So moving on, just like a really quick um, piece of news that came out this week that they're opening a Top Golf. Oh, so I, we finally went to, was it your first time going to Top That Golf? was my first time. That was my first time going to. Uh, we went back in June. June. Yeah. I was like, it Very was getting beginning. hot, but it wasn't super hot I yet. I remember being like sweating the whole time. <laughs> it was humid that day. Yeah. But we went for the first time for our friend's 30th birthday. It was yes. a surprise party. Um, and so we went and had a chance to go and play top golf and made some friends and mm-hmm. just had a really good experience. It's a great venue if you're trying to plan like a surprise party mm-hmm. or just any sort of event gathering with friends because it's like super social. Everybody's kind of talking to everybody and they have a really good menu as far as like 
really good food options, really delicious drinks. The drinks were so good. And the it's a, they so have good. a couple of locations, but they're all like North and East Valley. So mm-hmm. this is really exciting to see that they're going to try to bring something further west mm-hmm. out in Glendale. It says that it's going to be um, opening in 2018 on the northwest corner of the Loop 101 and Bethany Home. So it's going to be like right across from the stadium. Yeah. Which is good. In oh, those, like, that's fields. perfect. I, I yeah. was going to say, I know there's that big open space. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. That's so close. Yeah. I wonder if it's going to be facing west. I hope not because then the sunset, the sun's going to be in your eyes. Yeah, I don't know. See, it'll probably face the other way, probably facing west gates for like more of a view. of like That the city. would make more sense or even do something like kind of angular to where it was oh, yeah. like you get a little bit of the west western sunset but you don't get complete like burn your freeway. eyes yeah yeah <laughs> burn your sockets off yeah and the freeway right there mm-hmm. would be kind of annoying and noisy so yeah. i wouldn't be surprised if it faced the other direction more towards the city yeah cool so we're really excited for that to open Yay. can't wait oh my yeah. gosh we'll that's to gonna go be again. great yeah So we went to dinner the other night on Friday, no, Thursday night? Thursday. Thursday night. We went to Fa 43, which you talked about these guys before, and we always talk about them on social media to death, so um, you guys know that we like them. But uh, it's really good food, and I just wanted to bring AJ and Erica there to try it out and to support the business. What did you think? I thought it was really, really good. I knew it was going to be good as soon as I walked in because... And this is no disrespect, but it's kind of like a hole in the wall. Yeah. As far as like this is a building that's been here for a minute. A lot of love has gone into this. A lot of cooking has gone into this. But those are the places that I find have the best food. Like it's really kind of tiny. It was smaller than I expected. Mm -hmm. There was maybe like 10 or 12 tables in the entire establishment. And they're all like pretty close together. You can look over and see like the door. Like it's probably 10 steps, you know, from like one corner to the next. And I was really impressed with the quality of the food, the portion size, and the price. Like, I got something with noodles and veggies and I think pork and shrimp, and it was seven fifty. Mm-hmm. With tip, I paid less than ten dollars. Yep, which is, and I've got a whole like platter of it still in the fridge to finish. My mom's like, "Did you eat anything?" I'm like, "Yeah, I." I ate and I got full mm-hmm. and this is the leftovers. I still have the soup in my fridge. I got the spring rolls, the oh, chicken the spring pho. rolls. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Those are so good. You that guys need to get sauce. the grilled. Yeah. The grilled pork spring rolls. Yes. Any of them too. I'm sure the shrimp one's fine, but the grilled pork is so good. And with that peanut sauce, I could like swim in that peanut sauce. I was like thinking, do you have any dishes that the peanut sauce is poured over anything because I just want it I bet you could um like get it on the side or something they gave you a lot too yeah so yeah it was delicious Mm -hmm. oh my gosh I would love like peanut sauce chicken that sounds good (laughs) over that fried rice that AJ got yeah which looked really good too that did look good so, yeah, check them out when you can. It's on 43rd Avenue in Thomas. Um, it's right across the street from the Walgreens. So on the west, the southwest corner of the intersection. Um, like we said, it's a hole in the wall, but don't be deterred. It's no, awesome. Do not be deterred. Literally, when uh, when we were leaving, since we parked next to each other, this girl came up to me and AJ and was like, hey, was that food good? And we were like, yeah, it was good. It was really good. She's like, 
yeah, I never seen any black people coming out of there before. So I had to come ask you guys. It was like <laughs> this black chick. That's amazing. <laughs> and she was like, what'd y'all get? So we were just telling her whatever. And she was like, is it expensive? And I, of course I was telling her, no, it was really mm-hmm. affordable. I was like, I don't even, I barely spent $10. And AJ was like, yeah, I only spent like a little bit over that. Cause I had a drink. And, um, and she was like, oh, cool. I'm going I'm to try it. Thanks. And like <laughs> kept walking. But I was cracking up internally because I was like, this is how you know you're like in the, in in the city. Yeah. Because like people start coming out of like, I don't even think I saw this person. And like all of a sudden she was like in front of us like, how was that food? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So hopefully we got them another customer too. Yeah. And the B&D Bakery that works out of uh, 43, they have like macarons and ice cream and stuff. They have been on a hiatus because the owner just had a baby, which is oh really my cute. Gosh. Yeah, I saw they were commenting on um, the post we made, uh, the little video yeah. you put together when we were eating and said something about like, yeah, he's we're like, on. y'all came by. It was like, <laughs> that's what he said. Like, y'all came by. I was like, yeah, we did. And I really wanted to eat. And I actually when we were there, I was looking into the fridge like that case is where they put all the stuff and I didn't see anything. So I'm like, why isn't there any macarons? And then I was like, wait, he said he was out because they had a kid. Oh, that's so yeah. cool. So he said they're going to be back soon, but they have like really good ice cream and stuff. And then they also have those like those cones that he makes that look like little like koi fish. So those are and really cute. Do they mostly do that on the weekends or do they do it? So every the day? koi fish thing, I think, is just as they have the ingredients. And so maybe some select weekends, but the like the macarons and the ice cream they have all the time. Oh, OK, yeah. cool. And it's usually until they run totally out. plan to. We should definitely plan to go back up there because I wanted to try one. Yeah. Yeah. It's worth it even just to like pop in and just like grab one. They're really good and they're big. Yeah. They look huge, like two inches worth of. Yeah. (laughs) Like so much ice cream in there. I'm like, that's a lot. Yeah. You know, it's not like a little flat, like Like a dainty little French wing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that was really, really good. It was super good. So go, guys. Um, It gets really busy. They're only open until 7 p.m. on the weeks and the weeks during the week. And I think they're closed on Tuesdays. Um, Today I went to, in the same vein, speaking of food, I went back to a place I've been before, but only a few times. Spinatos. Yes. If you're a fan of pizza and delicious, like just Italian food, go to Spinatos. I went to the 7th Street and Bethany ish. Missouri. Um, yeah, 7th Street, Street in Missouri, Missouri um, location. It's, you'll see like a pita jungle on the corner and it's like right behind there. But it's delicious. Oh my gosh. I went with my mom and my sister. My sister and I had gone before. But my mom had never been, and we were telling her, like, oh, you would really, really like it because you have the power to, like, you can create your own, or you can have whatever they want. And they have, like, various sizes. Like, for me, I don't need a lot of food, so, like, the personal 7-inch pizza is perfect, perfect size for me. Um, And they have, like, amazing happy hour. I believe it's every day or it might be Tuesday through Sunday so double check on their website because their happy hour times vary based on their locations Mm -hmm. but they have like five dollar well drinks and like six dollar wings Wow! so we got two orders of the wings we got a medium which was still pretty damn spicy so if you're sensitive to spicy like if you don't like hot wings you like just like the flavor of the buffalo sauce go mild because even the medium I was like this is quite hot right. <laughs> for a medium sauce and then we also got the golden barbecue 
delicious. And we were all just like, oh, my gosh, we're so full. Like we could barely. I don't think anybody finished. It was so good. I took some pictures and posted them on our um, our Instagram. I was going to say our facial media. I was going to say like trying to say social media, Facebook and Instagram. I took pictures and posted some on our Instagram page so you can check it out and see for yourselves. And I think we had someone there prior from a time that Sam and I went as well. Yeah, I was looking. I couldn't find it on the menu just now when I was looking, but I checked our um, feed. And when I went, I got the one. It didn't have any red or white sauce. It was just balsamic vinegar, pistachios, I believe sausage and Parmesan. It was so good. It was probably one of the best pizzas I've had in a really long time. And that's also including Pizzeria Bianco. So (laughs) yeah, I know they're not the same like level, blah, blah, blah. But you know, and I think I want to say our bill was less than $40. That's awesome. So we got everybody got their own personal pizza. So Mm -hmm. that's three pizzas, two orders of wings. And I think we had water. So it was like, $38. Mm -hmm. Super delicious. Definitely worth your time if you feel like going into the city, maybe having like a midday lunch, happy hour with friends. If you just want to order a bunch of appetizers and have um, like well drinks or just, you know, whatever, whatever you feel like doing, check them out. They're delicious food and like good service, Mm -hmm. comfortable restaurant, really nice atmosphere, plenty of parking. They have a parking lot. You don't have to worry about where am I going to put my car? It's great. Great Uptown Gem. So moving on into our national session. There's a lot of things that happen. I don't know if I'm emotionally like (laughs) ready. I mean, I'm going to get there as we start doing it. Yeah, it was hard. It's just been, it was one of those weeks where I felt like Monday and Tuesday were quiet. I was just going to say everything. It feels like everything happened by like Thursday to today. Within the last 48 hours, I feel like everything just like took a huge nosedive. Yeah. Not even like a left turn. It was just like straight nosedive, no parachute, just starting off. Distressed. A lot of time. Very stressed. Trump and North Korea. (laughs) Of course. Here comes Donald the dummy. The Newsweek has him on their cover this this edition, and it's him in a lazy boy, and it says like lazy boy, and he's eating like a bag of Cheetos and like has a camp like a <laughs> remote in his hand, and it said um, I don't know what the tagline was verbatim, but it's essentially like how is Trump doing after not doing anything at all and all this. It's just like calling him out. I was like, oh shit, and it's true. Like he doesn't do anything. He hasn't done anything. He's just making these like proclamations and just stirring the pot basically just to make it seem like he has some sort of authority other than you know the position that he's in he doesn't know what he's doing so the North Koreans did another missile test and because of this special test Trump was saying if he continues to do this if he does something to um, our American soil whether it's you know like Guam or something like that we're going to be they're going to be met with fire and fury, unlike anything they've ever seen before. Give it the old heave ho. Give it the heave ho. <laughs> like what? Where did he pull that out of? Like they when, best not <laughs> do it. I think he's <laughs> don't do it. Locked and loaded to <laughs> attack North Korea. And it just sounds like he's just using like buzzwords. Like he just like has a whiteboard of like things like words that he could use and he like crosses them off every time he uses every time he uses them. 
like fire and fury like he just like watched game of thrones and then he's like yeah this sounds really good i don't get it either and i don't know why he's getting involved in this like i don't know why he thinks it's appropriate i mean why he thinks it's appropriate to be tweeting half the shit he does but like get off of twitter like stop threatening other countries via twitter this is not a game if you want to go fight north korea then take your funky ass on a plane and go over there and do it yourself <laughs> like leave us out of this it's like nothing that donald trump does is funny in terms of like it's not a game mm-hmm. i can laugh at it to keep from crying because some of the stuff is so ludicrous that you have to laugh right but this is so dangerous i cannot believe I can and I cannot believe that like he's doing this shit. Yeah. No one is anybody advising him. There's all these hackers, all these like smart ass people, technological wizards. Can someone shut his fucking Twitter down? Like what is the holdup? Shut him up. It has to go. He is playing with our lives. Like I am not trying to die before I'm 30. Stop this. Right. And it's funny to me because we were already in danger when Trump was elected period that was it like this is a national security issue just having you in that seat because you're such a joke because we look so fragile and now you're doing this when you have no other plan you haven't spoken to anybody you just woke up and like by the glow of your iphone in a dark room or just like man let's fire and fury like what the fuck it's like sean hannity texts you some buzzwords like hey you know you should tell north korea to do this like hi i have no political experience but hey Neither do you. So you let's just work the together. Word sad too many times. So why don't you go with fury and like, come on, like get at the Soros one, two, you're already a threat to us just by being our president and stop like they killed one of our citizens for removing some sort of piece of propaganda, like a banner or something. He's dead now. Because they're insane. They don't want him to go back to the United States and tell them their secrets. They straight up killed his ass. Like, they are crazy. They brainwash their people. They, like, enslave their people. Like, this... And I can't believe that this country still exists in this age. But, like, these guys are insane. He murdered his own brother in, like, an airport or something. Like, come on. And, like, the... Like, the balls. the, The audacity to... To tweet. Like, literally, in an open forum. Like, in public open forum to be like you tell that north korea like nigga shut up god damn i swear (laughs) every day like i'm like donald trump please please just like it's enough that you're an incompetent buffoon but like can you just be quiet Mm -hmm. can you at the very least get some direction and some information and actually make a logical political smart response informed responsible decision about whatever it is you want to do with north korea don't just fly off at the handle if they are testing nuclear weapons bro that means they have the capacity to do something with them don't Act like this is some game that you can just like talk shit behind your cell phone or whatever, or whatever you tweet on. It's this is not funny. I'm just so flabbergasted by like the sheer irresponsibility of like so many of the things that he's done. But this has got to be the most irresponsible thing he has done, period. Like everything that's going on in America right now fucking sucks but it's going on in America. It's we don't have to worry about other people coming over here and it's not fair. If, like I said, if you want to go talk shit, if you feel froggy, then you need to go to North Korea and say that shit to his face. And then he can just 
you know, slap the shit out yeah, of you or whatever. Yeah, he can snatch you up and, and put you, you in guys, prison. Yeah, you guys can have that conversation. Leave us out of it. Yes. Please. We didn't ask for this. We didn't I ask for you. I have no problem with North Korea. I don't, don't ask me anything. North Korea, they ain't done nothing to me. I'm not going to talk <laughs> shit about them because it's not safe. Like, stop this. Yeah. If you see a strange glow outside your window and it's 3 a.m., know that that's an atomic bomb and find some cover, please. Go to the center of your home. to get my passport. Like, (laughs) Really, though, get your passports. Oh, my God. It might be time to just move. Like, I need to... I need to do one of those like 23andMe tests, find out where my homeland is, and maybe I just need to go there. And maybe we could just go ahead and transition into the white power. Yeah, I was just going to (laughs) say. The white power, uh, white is right, center the right. These closeted, racist, Nazi-ass. Someone was (laughs) tweeting about how they like went to Party City and got like those tiki torches or whatever. Someone was saying they took it out of their wife's backyard. Like just took it out of the backyard. Like I think I have tiki torches downstairs. (laughs) So there was a planned rally um, in Virginia. It was to protest the removal of the Robert E. Lee statue that was in their park downtown. And all of these white people didn't want to take it down because they're white and they're racist. And um, so (laughs) they wanted to protest it. And the protest was actually scheduled for Saturday, which is today and the day that we're recording this. But they had like a pre like candlelight. But it was it was like a torchlight vigil where they had a march. But it was terrifying. (laughs) There's just like a sea of people. And it's. The scariest thing about this is that the the photos that I did see of that were close enough and not blurry were like everyday people. People that seen. literally like go to the library. They probably serve your food. It looked like They've a guy that had you. like there was one guy that was sitting on a bench and I'm like, he looks like he just like stopped in the middle of his like nightly run to like go protest. I'm sure like, he did. It was like just a pulling at the heartstrings. He was on his run. He could just smell it in the air like, oh, hatred is close. It's like, have you ever watched like those vampire (laughs) shows? Yes. It's like those vampire shows. Like as soon as somebody starts bleeding, they get all rabid. Yeah. They're like their pupils dilate. Their canine teeth start getting longer. Yeah. Their eyes get all like bloodshot and they just start growling. Like I feel like that's what happens to like casual white people and when i say casual white people i mean like white people that are complacent in the fuckery that it occurs in this country oh, yeah. every day so it's like a casual white person walks you know it just happens to be within like a 10 mile radius of this fuckery and they're just like i just something is telling me to move towards the campus they're like all howling at each yeah. other like sending <laughs> lights signals. start coming on in the houses and like people it's like okay have you seen the power the original power rangers movie yeah ivan ooze yeah you remember when like <laughs> the parents start leaving their houses and start leap to our doom like that's <laughs> what it's like but they're just like power white power rally must get tiki torches <laughs> and they're just like they're just drawn to this yeah. that's what it feels like it's super weird i'm like all of these this can't be real, right? I thought it was fake. And I thought it was going to be like this. Um, like after it was tweeted, someone was going to be like AP reports that photos are fake. Like, no, it was fucking real. And they were screaming like F off the, the F word for gay people saying other like chants about like um, getting our country back or like all this other stuff. There were people wearing like make America great again shirts. Like there was a pic or t- hats. Jesus. There was a picture of a guy that was like having an interview with somebody and he had an armband with a swastika and then like a, a MAGA shirt or hat on. And I was like, how, 
hell? It's just so weird. Like, I was telling one of my friends earlier, like, I, I don't think... Like, I was not deluded to racism. Yeah. Ex- the existence of racism and, like, everything that comes with it. But it's very, very strange, I have to admit, to see it, like, that way. You know, yeah. like, I haven't... We haven't seen anything like that in a while, to my knowledge. Not in our lifetime. I also don't seek it out, so I could be, like, marginally ignorant about this. But it's been a while since I've seen something like that that was, like, current, and active. I mean, maybe it happened, you know, when like during the presidential election and all that, like kind of leading up to it. Like, I think that like people were starting to come out a little bit more. And I'm sure things like there were still like KKK rallies, but they were like very and, small. Like, yeah. have you ever seen United Shades of America? No. With W. Kamau Bell. Uh-uh. It's um, like a series uh, that comes on CNN. One of the only things I watch on CNN. But it's like a. I oh, I know what you're talking it's about. It's not a scripted series. Yep. Yeah, but it, he does. He just like almost asks himself a question. Yeah. And then in order to find the answer, like immerses himself in whatever it is. It's kind yeah. of like dirty jobs, but like a little bit more like inquisitive than yeah, like yeah. hands on. Mm-hmm. But there was one where he was like, fine. It was the question was something like, like, is the KKK still like active like how active are they basically it seems like it's been some time since I've seen this so I apologize if I'm not getting it correctly um but he like actually went to like a cross burning and like all this stuff and it was like very fucking weird to see and he was like I'm very like he he would you know he would show himself like in the camera whatever being like I'm fucking scared you guys like (laughs) I'm going to do this, but like it's something that's been like just confined to like history books, like things that you've been taught about and read about in a time that you never existed. And we're so like far removed from that. It just seemed like it was reading about like the Roman Empire. Like it's just something that's never you never had to experience and you think will never happen again. And you see these photos and I know that they were coming out with some a while back, maybe like. And when I say a while back, like a month or two ago, um, every so every few years, the same articles kind of pop up. But it was talking about who are the people in the photos of lynchings and of cross burnings and who are all those white people and where are they now? And, you know, how many kids did they have and how many people were they, you know, teaching these ideologies to? And so they still exist in the world. But it's also like you're looking at those photos and you're like, that can never happen again. Like that is so unbelievably unjust and crazy. And honestly, for me as an adult, I can say this. I mean, I don't know what was happening when I was a kid because, you you know, kids don't pay attention to the news. But I think this is the like first really, really, really big like white supremacy, like March rally that I've seen in my life in my 29 years we've had a couple of them in the past in like florida and some other places in the south when um they decided that they were going to remove the confederate flag from some state capitals or you know and there were some rallies but they were always just laughable there were like maybe 20 no more than 50 people some people would show up to black lives matter rallies and just kind of counter protest or just yell racial slurs at people but there was nothing this big and it's just really really terrifying that it exists and it's someone brought up a point that um wearing or showing or displaying the swastika in germany is punishable by getting arrested you can get arrested for that but out here it's just like whatever let's just like combine it with our confederate flag and combine it with our american flag and i think the the most terrifying and just really disappointing thing about this whole thing is that donald trump doesn't have our back 
And I think we all knew this. I think that he we knew this because we saw that his rhetoric was feeding into like the the mindsets of the closeted and the the hidden white right during the election. And now he's coming out and saying we all need to stand united on both sides. There are things that are happening that are wrong and we just need to do better. And it's like on both sides. So I just think it's really dangerous that Trump has just taken such a neutral stance on this. And honestly, just knowing how he is, I would have taken silence at this point and then taken what he has said. Like, you need to call the people out. The governor of Virginia came out and said any white nationalists, any white supremacists, any uh, neo-Nazis, anything affiliated with that sort of hate and that sort of organization You are not welcome here. He said that. He said, go home, get out of here. You do not. This is not what we do. And that's what we need Trump to do. Like, it's not about it is about race, but it's also just about doing what's right. Like, this is not okay. I know it was like so weird for me to see people posting on social media like, oh, uh, having a casual dinner with like, what? no, we need to be turning up right now. I saw like, that. Like, I was scrolling through Twitter and it was going off. Like, everyone was like, oh, my God. No, 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 no. And then I saw someone that's like, had a sick day one at Outside Land in San Francisco. <laughs> I was like, shut up. Like, do you shut up? Like, Write I don't a blog need you. post. We don't have time for it right, right. now. Do, no, I don't need that. It's so stupid. Like, and I've been seeing people and I'm really happy that this is happening. I have a lot of friends that aren't really either one into politics or two talking about it at all online which is completely fine like I know you as a person so I know that you're not down with this and that's cool like you don't need to write it on Twitter for me to know that you care or not care but those people who are dormant like are out and they're like what the f like Donald Trump what the fuck are you doing like are you kidding me and I'm just really happy to see that but like this is really scary this is so so scary (laughs) I know like I was even at I was at Spinato's earlier and there was like this family like just like white people and they were I'm sure they were not even looking at me but like the little like their son looked at me and like it seriously was like I was like I wonder if he hates me like seriously I had that thought like as I was walking to the bathroom like I wonder if his parents hate black people like these are things that I have to think when I pass white people because I'm like yeah you never you know turn up? like is this going to be a problem because I'm just here trying to have some pizza like I don't have time for it and I'm sure they were just having a grand old time as a family not even paying attention to me but like because just, they don't have to worry about that they have the luxury like, have that yeah exactly but like that's the side by side of like you're out having a good time with your family I'm doing the same but I always have to like be aware of my surroundings. Who's in the restaurant? What's going on? Where are the exits? Am I safe? Can I get to, you know, like I don't have that fear all the time, but like there are just days where you're reminded like you are not loved here by a lot of people for literally just your appearance. Yeah. And it's something you can't hide from. Like, no. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> you can't hide from it. It's not it's not I'm like very black. <laughs> yeah, it's not like you're gay or it's not like you're a Christian or a Jew or something that you can hide. It's not like you're like me. I know I'm privileged in the fact that I'm lighter and I can pass as a lot of different things. Like this is something you are hated for something that you can't control. And that has literally has nothing to do with who you are as a person. It's just like we were talking about our experience in Scottsdale and like mm-hmm. you said it like there's something about you that people see immediately not me, but yeah. black people. And if they don't like it, they do something about it. Mm-hmm. Like, and they get away with it. 
I don't get it. It's weird. It's and that like can just really be applied weird. to any situation that has to do with some some fuckery from white people. Mm-hmm. Like, this is why I was cussing white people out when we were in Scottsdale. Because yeah. of, like, if you let these people get away with it, it's, that's, like, this is what you get. Yeah. People who are probably mediocre in every way of their life, top to bottom. But they're feeling persecuted. Did you see, this is really sad, but it just reminded me, they're, the LA Times- posted this article and I didn't see the date I would assume it's around now that there was a meeting of white supremacist tea party people oh my god and Maxine Waters photo at the end of it I was just like this is turning this is 1935 like what like this is it this is it like I saw that and I was just like what do you think Colin Kaepernick's protesting about like I saw that I literally know now okay like that's the best you can do that, it didn't even make me mad. I was just like, they are pathetic. Like, it you're at mad. A, you're at a meeting for yeah. your cause, and the way that you guys get your bean jumping is to put a fucking, <laughs> like, picture of some lady, some black woman that you hate because she calls your fuckery out and, like, you know, make her look crazy or whatever. And by, like, just make her look un- unkempt and... Whatever. Like, I was just like, this is just so pathetic. Like, it's just yeah. really. It, it's pathetic Literally, it's sad. It scares me knowing like, where bitch, we've please. been before. Maxine Waters ain't scared of your asses. She'll walk right up to one of your one of your faces and, like, tell you off. Face Her nose will be touching your nose and she'll be cussing you out. Like, mm-hmm. please. That lady is not afraid. She has been through hell, I'm sure, because she's an older woman. So um, she grew up in this shit. This is nothing new to her. This is probably new for you old bastards, but it's not new for her. She's not afraid of white people. She's Mm -hmm. been doing this shit too long. Yeah. It's pathetic, honestly. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) it's scary to me. Like, I don't like that stuff just because, I mean, we obviously have a history of, like, that characterization and, like, cartoonization of, like black people and that's just really scary to me like even though it doesn't phase some people or whatever like it's just making a mockery of like how someone looks again and it just doesn't sit right with me like I'm not okay with it yeah and it's not the same as saying Donald Trump is orange so we compare him to a Cheeto because the motherfucker is orange and he does look like a Cheeto right like that's different just pay attention please because it's gonna get worse before it gets better which is like terrifying to think Mm. about Look out for each other. Look out for yourself. For me, you all matter. I know where I'm standing. If it ever comes down to it, I know where I'll be. So make I'll sure have you know. i my tiki torch on the other side, bitch. Yeah. Make sure you figure out where you belong because it's about that time. Transition into sports then, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm down. So big, probably the biggest piece of news this week, if not for the summer, I think personally is Ezekiel Elliott getting suspended because there's a lot that's going on with this. And I mean, Ezekiel Elliott, basically, he is like the star of the Cowboys. Yeah, he's probably the best running back in the league. I yeah. think I would uh, or top three, yeah. I would say he's one of the best. He's young. He's done so much stacked he had like 15 touchdowns last year i think oh my god he was so good last year and i you know i I can't stand the cowboys yeah so who can i know i know (laughs) i know i I was like actually i know a few i don't know why i don't like them i think i it i automatically don't like them because it's like it's america's team i'm like okay well i can't root for that yeah 
<laughs> but I know that they're a big deal for a lot of people. And so he was such a huge part of their success last year, aside from their uh, – they had two rookies, like their rookie quarterback, and then Ezekiel mm-hmm. Elliott was their other rookie, and they had, like, a really good year because both of their production was incredible. Mm-hmm. So he was suspended for six games? Six games, which is the minimum of, the minimum sentence for anything regarding domestic violence in the NFL. That is something that the NFL put in place, and they decided that it would be based on their – discretion whether or not it was just basically aside from you know the proper due course of like the courts and the police and anything else the NFL was going to decide as an organization that this would be the sentence for a person in their first offense which is a huge especially given the Ray Rice stuff and all the things that we've talked about before um, but the issue with this one is like so many fold this one was because his partner was accusing him of essentially beating her, yelling at her, threatening her life. And I was reading a lot about the story and there were no charges that were pressed. There were just a lot of reports. And I so I think that's like the key piece of why people are kind of torn with this. And I really hate when things are when there are gray areas because it gives people a lot of reason to be like, well, well, she didn't blah, blah, blah. And you see that in sports all the time. You always see the woman being blamed because they're like, well, she wants the money. She wants the attention. She wants to ruin the career. And it's like, well, maybe she just wants to report that she was raped like, come on. Yeah. And so this is a really hard situation. And I was reading a an an op-ed on ESPNW the other day and the writer was saying that she felt like a bad feminist because she didn't really understand the suspension and the way that it was given especially given his name and given how good he was doing and she felt bad because she's like well there were no charges that were filed so I don't really understand why the NFL would do this without any real proof and so I kind of understand that argument but I also believe that no issue or even the smallest issue of domestic violence should be it should be handled especially in the NFL. They have they are the biggest money maker in sports in the world period. They need to handle their brand and they need to do it better and then you because you have star athletes dragging their wives and girlfriends out of elevators just like comatose. Like you can't do this. Wasn't there a player on Giants that had like a yeah so it was the kicker he actually had a domestic issue and he was only suspended for one game and his seemed like I vaguely remember the details but I remember them being like um they were pretty horrifying it was like she had reported domestic issues like 20 times or something like she that. She had reported a lot against him, but I think that charges were dropped as well with her. And there was actually a 911 tape of her like screaming and crying and being terrified of him, whispering like, he's in the house. I don't know what to do, blah, blah, blah. Like, so there was a lot more evidence against this guy as well. But I think he's because she did was choosing not to to go through with her charges that they only suspended him for one game. And it's just like it's bullshit. That's so stupid. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he's going to appeal this. Ezekiel yeah, they are. will probably appeal it. I'm interested to see what the NFL does. They'll probably like knock it down to like three games or something like that. I wouldn't be surprised. They always like uh, anytime somebody appeals something, they just because they their defense is so poor like they don't have any leg to stand on so then it's like well we have to they have to end up giving them like less mm-hmm. so I don't, I don't know we'll I, see I'm I know the owners are pissed I know that they're gonna go to the offices and try to get this 
taken care of. I hope. I don't know. I hope that the NFL do for its players in regards to domestic violence issues. Like, you know how I don't know if other leagues do this, but it seems like it's a really big problem in the NFL. Do they do any sort of training? Like, and I know that that sounds so cold, but I think you know where I'm going with it. Like, yeah. How are they enriching their players? I, I, are they doing anything? Like, right. it just seems like every year there's always something. There's a story about some player, somebody's girlfriend, partner, whomever, whomever wife. Aaron Hernandez straight up murdered people. Multiple people. A murderer. Like, what are you doing to nurture these it's people? It's such a violent sport in terms of like the goal is to literally knock people down or like, you know what I mean? A lot of what you do and like the first thing I learned about football was like you tackle. Like that was the first thing I learned about it. It's like it's violent and I it's not the greatest word choice, but it's violent by nature. So I, I'm curious if they have any sort of like anger management that they put people through. I feel like y'all need to be taking some like sensitivity training or it needs to be some sort of part of the suspension. It's like you are suspended for six games and you're supposed to go to this mandatory therapy session with this person to talk about your your issues with all of this stuff, because you have to think about sports in general are a way for a lot of low income people to get out of their situations when they don't think that they have, you know, the smarts to to get out of their situation or to go to college. They use sports as an outlet, which is great. I think it's healthy. It's a great way to to bypass all of that, to go to college, to get a scholarship, you know, things like that. And so knowing that about these people, about these kids, like they're coming into the into professional sports so young, often without a college education, they sometimes jump from high school to the pros. There needs to be more nurturing of these kids because if you want their long-term success for your own business, for your own pocketbook, then you need to look out for their best interest. You need to help them with understanding what having this money means, understanding what this fame means, like how to comport yourself in public. What you maybe grew around is probably not what you should be manifesting in your own life. Like people who have experienced domestic violence when they were younger often are the ones who are either receiving it or putting it on somebody else like they need the therapy and they need the help so do these other people they're humans that just because they're in the nfl doesn't mean that they're not human yeah they need the help and if he's going to be suspended for six games don't let him just sit around and play video games and eat cheerios in his underwear like make him go to the doctor Make him talk to somebody, make him take some classes, make him do community service like you have the power to do that because you hold his paycheck. And it just really goes back to like giving a damn about people like it. Like you said, like take care of your brand. I wouldn't want to be in charge of the NFL and like consistently see that these are issues that are continually popping up. Like give a damn about the people who make you money. Yes fucking foolish like there's a reason people have these issues with domestic violence so try to figure out why and try to do what you can to prevent it from happening because it's you know you always hear about the shield the nfl is like we must protect the shield well your shield is pretty fucked up right now you have a lot of things going on in your shield and you need to start getting it polished because it's really looking dingy right now for a lot of reasons have you heard any of these like talks about boycotting the nfl this season i've seen like different links articles people talking about i'm not watching the nfl i'm not doing it 
And I was just curious if you had any like thoughts about that. I've seen that before a lot of times, especially with like the Ray Rice stuff and with Colin Kaepernick. And I mean, obviously, as far as Kaepernick is concerned, I'm not on the side of thinking it's wrong. So I think that's completely bullshit. But I've seen a lot of talk about boycotting the NFL for a lot of different reasons over the last maybe five to ten years. I don't really I don't know. I think I don't know how I feel because I do think that it's individuals that are ruining the party for everybody. Um, There are a lot of athletes who work really hard and are on the straight and narrow and trying to do the right thing. Um, And I think that the NFL can do better, but I don't want to punish the athletes I know to be good um, just because I don't know. They can't really handle one one person. That's really hard to say. I, I mean... If it was somebody, for instance, like I probably won't watch any Cowboys games. I never did, but maybe I won't watch him play. Or if I knew a team collectively did something that I wasn't okay with, maybe I wouldn't watch their games or go buy their stuff. But I don't know. It's really hard for something that big. Yeah. It's like in the grand scheme of things, what does it do? Right. If I knew it would directly impact something, I would maybe consider it. But what is me like illegally streaming a Giants game going to do? Yeah. (laughs) It's like Uber. I know. Things like that, like Uber, I could I can control that. I can control deleting my account and telling people who use it still like why it's why I think it's wrong. And I know a lot of people in my office still use it. They're like, oh, do you use Uber Eats? There's this like one guy who is like really into like techie stuff. And he's like, yeah, you know, I just use an Uber and it's really simple. You should download it. And I wanted to turn around and be like, did you know that it's run by like the biggest misogynist in the world? Like all of the things that he's done towards women. But you can't say that in the office. Like. <laughs> But, you know, you can do your part and that's a very simple, easy and effective way to, you know, do your part, not give them a coin. But NFL is really hard. They control a lot of things. Yeah. So one of my friends was posting about it on Twitter and he was saying something like, if you boycott the NFL, you have to literally just like cut your cable off because like it's like boycotting Apple. Yeah. Like, <laughs> how are you going to do that? It doesn't work. Yeah. I, I don't know. I've like fallen off of the NFL over the years I it usually takes me many weeks to get into it like it'll be like November December I'm like oh "Oh, it's week 12 like maybe I'll watch one of these games Um, I personally really enjoy it I find it really exciting and I think of all of the sports I find like the most investment as far as my teams are concerned Um, it's like I've never felt the way I felt when the Giants won the Super Bowl it's just you know it's just the way it is but Yeah, as far as boycotting, if you want to do that, go for it, people. But I think that the NFL should do better. I think that our athletes should do better and hold themselves accountable. I think that our society as a whole could do better. If we are not holding these people accountable ourselves, then no one is going to. Basketball to say that um, the schedules came out burr, burr, for burr. <laughs> yes the most important sport uh, NBA well NBA is not a sport but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, basketball announced though well, the NBA announced their tip off schedule so it's like the first couple days I think like Tuesday through Friday like what are going to be the the games that are going to be on. Um, like nationally nationally televised games, as well as the Christmas Day schedule, which is like kind of the big deal. Like for NFL, I think it's Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. But for the NBA, it's Christmas Day. Yeah, it is. So matchups, 
coming up for NBA tip off, which is going to be on Tuesday, October 17th, which I thought was like really early. Usually Mm -hmm. NBA doesn't start till like right before Halloween, like the 29th or something. So I was super surprised to see that it's starting like a week or two earlier. Um, But on Tuesday, October 17th, we're getting the Celtics and the Cavaliers and the Rockets and the Warriors. So two great matchups starting at 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, Also on Wednesday, October 18th, we're getting 76ers and the Wizards, as well as the Timberwolves and the Spurs. I'm really excited to see what the Timberwolves are going to do this year. I'm excited about the Spurs as well. I really like Kawhi Leonard, and I think that they always quietly get better. Like, the Spurs aren't a flashy team at all, but... They always are in the conversation. They're consistent. They're very consistent. Um, Then moving into Thursday, October 19th, we get the Knicks and the Oklahoma City Thunder and then the Clippers and the Lakers. Of course. So those I think actually think the Clippers and the Lakers game will be interesting because the Clippers lost a couple players. They lost actually quite a few of their key players um, this offseason and then the Lakers of course got Lonzo Ball and they've got like their rookie class that was pretty good from last year um, that's had a chance to have a full year of NBA play under their belt so I think the teams will actually be a little bit more evenly matched now mm. that the Clippers I I feel are going to take a couple steps back and then lastly that Friday October 20th we're going to get Cavs and Bucks which is also going to be a be really good. really good game cuz I love Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh, he's the Greek freak. I love him. <laughs> and then also we get the Warriors and the Pelicans. Nice. So it's going to be a really great couple of days of a lot of teams. We want to see of course two nationally televised games with the Cavs and with the Warriors, and then just getting to kind of see some teams that have made some interesting moves in this offseason and kick things off. Yeah. And then, of course, Christmas Day lineup was equally as amazing. We're getting Sixers and the Knicks, Cavs and the Warriors, Wizards and the Celtics, Rockets and the Thunder, and then Timberwolves and the Lakers. So five games starting at 12 p.m. Eastern all the way through. God, 10.30 p.m. Eastern is when the last game starts. So I'm super excited. I just love Christmas Day, you know, spending time with family and then after, you know, hanging out, just having a mimosa and watching basketball all day, falling in and out of sleep and just being thankful. So I'm really looking forward to it. I think that those are going to be some really great matchups and I'm just, I can't wait. Oh, my gosh. NBA is going to be back in like two months. I can't even believe it. And Kyrie Irving still hasn't been I traded. I was just going to say, Kyrie, <laughs> can you email us Where and tell us where are you going? going? Are Please. you still going to be a Cavalier? What's I'm going sure on? Is. I don't know. I, it's, I feel like this is just going to be so freaking weird. Oh, God. I don't know. I... I keep waiting, but it's it's like the trade talks have gone kind of dry. Really dry. Everything, uh, like all of the free agency and off-season moves have really slowed down quite a bit. So, agreed. <sighs> I don't think I have anything else. Me either. Let's get fix. What do we got this week? I'll let you lead off. Okay, so for the fix this week, one of my friends posted this picture on Instagram, and it says, to protect your energy, it's okay to cancel a commitment, to not answer that call, to change your mind, to want to be alone, to take a day off, to do nothing, to speak up, or to let go. 
And I've seen this picture before, but it just really made me think about like what it what it means to be an adult, which I know sounds corny, but growing up and, you know, staring down 30, it's coming quickly. And, you know, just, I don't know, just thinking about like how that made me feel like, wow, you know, you really do have to make those decisions, like trying to figure out how you want to balance your responsibilities and like staying engaged and staying informed and staying busy and staying educated and staying in contact with friends and maintaining your relationships and seeking out relationships, whether it be friendships or romantic, like just the transition I feel like I've kind of gone through in my 20s. And it that picture just kind of or that that quote made me think of, you know, all of these different things like what are what are some things you implement in your life to balance being grown like and yeah. just having like so many responsibilities and being pulled in so many different directions like none of us are neither or I should say neither of us are parents we don't have any children we're not married we're not in a relationship we're just <laughs> you heard that fellas yeah. we're single we're single the fixpot at gmail.com <laughs> Yeah, seriously, send us your requests. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it just made me think like, wow, you know, that was just something that really resonated with me reading it, particularly from this person, because I see it as something that they enact in their life, you know, and I've never taken it personal if, you know, they couldn't make it to an event or they were busy or had other commitments or things to do or just said, hey, I just want to stay home today. And I think that that's like a part of growing up, too, is like understanding that, the people that you have relationships with are different than you and process things differently and experience their lives differently and handle their responsibilities differently and just go through things in our own way, you know, and I just, it, it made me think like, you know, what, what are some things I've implemented over my lifetime these last eight years and since I hit 20, <laughs> you know, what are, what are some things that I've, I've learned and, you know, how do I, how do I take that, what that quote said, and like turn it into a way to continue to grow? I think that was like a key point is understanding other people are different from you. I think that while it's not like an inward thing you do for yourself, like I think it's really important. And I have been dealing with a lot of panic lately, like diagnosed panic attacks. And I just think about my 20s and essentially my time in San Francisco because that was a key point for me. I moved there when I was 22, 23. And so I did a lot of my growing up there. You know, I ended a really big relationship. I moved out of my house for the very first time. I was living on my own in a brand new city. Um, I was, you know, having to pay rent for the first time and all of this other stuff and find work and build relationships. And so I, one thing that I can really take away, I remember when my panic attacks first started, I was with, I was really close with this one girl. She was my best friend. We did everything together. She was like my sister. I knew that if I showed up to a place without her, people were wondering where she was. If she showed up a place without me, they would say, where's Sam? And it was really weird if we weren't together. And the one thing that she didn't do for me was acknowledge the fact that I had this issue and listen to me when I communicated it and didn't resent me for it. Um, We used to go to clubs all the time. I love electronic music. Like, that's my shit. And we'd go to clubs all the time during the week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, weekends, all the time. 
And there was one point where I was starting to get attacks a lot. And they weren't really triggered by anything, but um, they would just happen a lot. And there was one moment when we went to this really big show and in the club that we always went to, they had like an open balcony and um, they had opened it for this show. And I was just up there because I was like, I can't handle it. I need to just be up here. I'm having fun, but I'm having fun because I'm up here. And they would say she would text me like, we're going to we're going to go down to the front. Like, come with us. I was like, no, I'm good. Then they'd come up. Come on, let's go. And they're like pulling me and stuff, then whispering to each other like, why isn't she going? Blah, blah, blah. Are you mad at me? Like. And it was this whole thing where I started to feel guilty about like, why can't you just understand that I'm not comfortable right now? I'm happy here. I'm not mad at you. Do your thing. Like, leave me the fuck alone. And it got to the point where it was just the whole time. And she started resenting me for it. And I was like, no, this is this is not okay. And so being an adult, I feel like is understanding that about yourself, but also giving people the space to just live their fucking life. Like if someone tells you they don't want to hang out, that's cool. Like, Hey, this is where we're going to be. Time, place, location. I hope you can come. I really want you there. Like, make sure you know that that, you know, that person knows that you want them there. But if they say they can't be there because they just need some time, then don't take it personal. Just say, okay. And I've been in so many situations and especially last month with another acquaintance of mine, just not giving me the fucking time to just deal with my issues and like continually asking me about it or trying to analyze me just leave me alone if I'm telling you just leave me alone leave me alone so I think that's a really big point and a really big thing that I've been doing and implementing in my own life is understanding who I am but being okay with who people are too yeah and it's really telling to see you know like okay cool I need to understand that how someone processes something is different how I than I how I process it and If you can just like exercise empathy and like really get to know your friends, like people that matter to you, you get to know them and like you understand them and you make yourself available. Like you said, you know, like, hey, I'm here if you need anything. Here's what's going on. Like, hopefully we'll see you or if we don't see you or, you know, just in this example of like getting together that we're using. But, you know, you just there's there's so many different personalities and triggers for people or things that people don't like doing or just like needing your own space and like I've figured out like sometimes I don't need to go out like you know the when I was younger I would like want to go out all the time want to do this want to do that like I was talking about that with a friend and we were just like man we used to be out every weekend like every weekend faithfully going out meeting up let's go here let's do this let's whatever and it's kind of nice like now like hey do you want to just watch a movie or (laughs) (laughs) or like, hey, let's plan something whenever you get back in town and just like checking in with each other, but like understanding like that's enough. Like, hey, just saying hi, how are you? Or if you're going to be by me, like let's go out or, you know, come by or can I come by and see you? Like just whatever, you know, I, I think this is like a specific example just about like spending time with people, but those are those are kinds of things that like you really do have to take the time to like step outside of yourself because I think a lot of times it's easy to take things personal mm-hmm. and like it has nothing to do with you you know like a right like the younger me might have been like why don't they ever want to hang out with me do they not like me and like now I'm like oh so-and-so just needs their space or they're just busy mm-hmm. or they're staying home this weekend they're resting because I know like when I'm resting like day after the pool club I was in my bed didn't want to emerge from the shadows at all and like sometimes you just need days like that yeah and, you know, it's just like finding your your way to navigate through 
and taking care of yourself because everybody has so much going on. You have nieces and nephews and odd jobs and second jobs and your nine to five and your passions like this podcast or if you're into writing or filming, photography, put the things that are most important to you at the front and your friends will understand that. The people yep. that love you will understand that. Communication is key too. Like you don't have to be mean about it or rude about it, but we're past the age of beating around the bush and trying to make people feel better. It kind of goes into our, our episode last week. Like speak up, stand up for you because no one else will stand up for you. And it doesn't have to be aggressive. It could just be just being able to say I really need some time because of this. Even if it's not because of this, just I need some time. The right people will understand. And not being afraid to talk about your issues if you have them. They don't have to be medically diagnosed issues. But, you know, man, I just really don't like that place. Or like, why spend time and money in a place you don't like to go? If you really hate a bar, tell them you hate a bar and give another example of a place you could go meet up. Like even something as simple as that. Like enjoy your time here because this is all we have. Yeah, and now more than ever, because I mean, <laughs> we might be on the clock, y'all. Like, yeah, <laughs> the missile is, is looming. Not, like Sam was posting on Facebook, shoot your shot. Shoot your shot 2017. If you see somebody in the store that you think is cute, go talk to them because what Ugh. do we got to lose? Shoot your shot, man. So what are your some of your like favorite things to do for self-care? Um, Like decompressing. Like, honestly, I, I call it the cave. I like to go in my room while it's dark I like I really like my room as like a dark space so like for self-care if I'm just like I'm tired like whether it's physically emotionally mentally whatever I like to like put on some comfortable pajamas like just like a nice top or whatever you know like a little shirt and just get in the bed and close the blinds and either put on some music or like watch like say yes to the dress or you know something that doesn't require me to be like emotionally invested like something simple yeah or like action movies like I'm I love like Chuck Norris <laughs> movies like old raggedy Chuck Norris movies I have like all of them on DVD so like watching like a shitty action movie or like Arnold Schwarzenegger like Commando is like one of my favorite movies because it's just so bad but that kind of stuff makes me laugh or it's like sci-fi lifetime like just or going out to eat food makes me really happy so if I'm I really just want like french fries is one of my favorite like favorite snacks if Foods, for the people who don't whatever. know, Erica is half potato. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't tell all my secrets, Sam. <laughs> I love French fries uh, a lot. So maybe like treating myself to like, you know, sneaking over to Culver's and getting some fries or like going out with my mom and being like, come on, let's go to like Sonic and get like a big old Route 44 strawberry live aid or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like. Food is a comfort for me. Or if I like need to talk to people, like just reaching out to friends. So like if something's really bothering me, I'll want to talk. Like I'll be like, oh, do you have a minute? Like I have one of my guy friends. Shout out to Eric. Um, if I'm like, I just need your, I just need an opinion. You know, I'll be like, you have a minute? And he'll be like, yeah, what's up? He, he'll always listen. He always listens. Even when I'm like, this is stupid, but just like let me talk or let me type or, you know, whatever. And so, like, just have, like, knowing I have people to reach out to, stuff like that. 
One of my stress relievers, like, you know, how they have like those fidget spinners or whatever. Mine is calculating my budget. Like if yes. I have free time, I'll just like pull out a calculator and I'll be like, this is my paycheck. This is what I owe. This is going to savings. And it makes me feel good knowing that like I can I have some money somewhere. I did coming. that literally. You had texted me like, OK, I'll be there at 530. And I was like on the couch like, OK, so when I got to start doing this, I got to take this amount of like mm-hmm. I was setting up the amount of money I was taking out of each paycheck for my bills because now that. I have to start paying for my car. I was like, okay, I need to get this like finalized and I don't want to wait until like it's knocking at the door. Right. So I was doing that because it's it's also a stress reliever for me because I think money can be really stressful for people. Mm -hmm. It can be stressful for me when I'm like, oh, my gosh, like I've got to the more bills I take on because of just being an adult and like having to buy things because they're a necessity. um, The more I budget, Mm -hmm. I really like budgeting. What about you? Self-care for me. Um, Let's see. Talking to friends. I'm a very social person. Um, That's of all of my anxieties in my life. That's not one of them. I love being social. I like being around people. Um, Even I don't really necessarily see myself or like being the center of attention, but it's never like an issue of that for me to be like, you know, such a trigger. But I do like being around people. I like being around friends. I like texting friends all the time. I like just being in the same room as my friends. So they're definitely a self-care for me. If I don't have friends around, I get really sad. And that's just mainly my biggest reason why I hated living in Vegas so much is that I didn't know anybody and it was so hard to make friends. And I'm like, why do I hate it so much? And then I realized it's because I didn't have any friends. It's really <laughs> hard to make friends as an it's adult hard. anytime some I make a new friend I'm like wow oh Marissa told me that because she just moved my friend just moved to a new city and she said that she made some girlfriends over Bumble BFF I was like that's kind of cool like Ooh. that they have like apps it's an for app? that. yeah okay so there's like a Bumble app and I think Bumble's the one that she that uh, matches you with people who are extended from your Facebook so like um you and Joe Schmo are connected by Sam, even if it's like me only knowing an acquaintance, like at least we're like friends on Facebook. So I think it's I think that's the one that does it. But there's like a BFF version, which I think is kind of cool. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I did not and she's like, we're that. really close. It's like, that's so awesome. Like, oh, my gosh. So if you guys are having trouble making friends, like download this. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. That's amazing. Mm hmm. I wish there were more apps like that because in Vegas, I really wanted that. I was like, is there an app? Like, I love people. I just kind of need to know where to go. And as a woman, you don't want to go to a bar by yourself. And so you don't want to go other places. So you're like, well, I'll just sit here or like drive back to Phoenix. So being around people is a big self-care for me. Reading's a really big part of my life. My sister and I like grew up reading more than we watched TV. And we watched a lot of TV, but like more than we watched TV and our parents would always like yell at us to go play outside, like stop reading. I know it was like a punishment like for us when our books were taken away. <laughs> so like we were those like big nerds. My mom would yell at me all the time when Harry Potter came out. I remember reading Goblet of Fire 24-7 when I was in my house. My mom was like, you need to eat dinner. You need to talk to us. Like stop just going in your room and closing the door. And I was like, well, I'm reading. Like, don't you- am I supposed to do this? So I love reading. I have a part-time job at Barnes & Noble. And uh, the reason I don't want to quit it is because I get to rent out books for free as long as they're a hardcover with a dust jacket. So I just walk around on my shift and just make lists of books I want to read. So um, I just finished one called Watch Me Disappear. And I picked it up because it was an advanced copy that we were allowed to take for free. 
And it was like, it totally had just like, it was screaming like airport fiction, like what you pick what before you go on the plane, like a beach read or whatever, which is fine. But I just knew it wasn't going to be any substance. And I didn't think it was going to give me a lot of credit as a reader, but it was actually really good. And I told David about it. I was like, you should actually read this. Oh, my God. Yeah. So it's just nice. Like there's a lot of like little hidden gems in that kind of like genre, like just really good mysteries surrounding like females or whatever. But it was more like a family um, had some romance, had some intrigue. The end was really good. So get that book. What else? Listen to music. I love, love, love going to the movies. Um, David and Rob, like they love going to the movies too. And I feel like really, I'm really excited that like, as far as like David and I are concerned, like we're really in sync when it comes to books and movies or and TV shows. Like if he tells me to read or watch something, I do it. Like I don't even ask a question. And I feel like it's cool to always have that person. There's people here and there that like you, you trust, but him unfailingly, like every time. Yeah. So I love going to the movies and just being with my family. My parents are really cool. They're really funny. And the more I, the older I get, the more I realize how important it is to spend time with my parents. So they're like my best friends. Yeah, I hear that. So self-care is important. Find out what's important in your life as you approach whatever age you're approaching. Like every, I don't know, every decade is a milestone. Yes. I was going to say that exact same. They were like, when you said every, I was like, I hope she says every decade is a milestone. That's crazy. Oh my God. Oh, we're podcast. Yes. Pod squad. <laughs> but oh yeah. Oh my gosh. I guess we should move right on in and wrap this up with our personal fixes. Yes. So, my fix this week. It was literally like the day after we recorded our last episode. I'm like, I already know my fix this week. I love, I already did for the first time and I've only done it once, but I already love it. The fries checklist. So I ordered my groceries from fries online. I was like a piece of shit last Sunday. (laughs) I just like had my candle on. My bed was made. I was watching Being Mary Jane. From like 9 a.m. till you should. (laughs) Until I went to go pick up my groceries at like 7.30. It was ridiculous. But I was just like on my stomach watching, like hearing her yelling or like doing whatever. And then like I was like scrolling and I was making a grocery list on the fries app. And I was like, I'll just go later. And then it was like, oh, try the checklist. And the closest one to me was on Cotton Lane and like the 303. So I made a list all the stuff I wanted. It gave me a subtotal. It said um, to put my credit card information in there. They wouldn't charge it until I got there. So I did all of that. They said your window is from 6 to 7. So I went around like 6.15, 6.30. And I pulled up. There was like signs everywhere that said checklist area this way. I went to the parking, little parking lot on the side of the building. I parked in a spot that was numbered. It said call this number when you get here. I called and within, you know, eight minutes, they were already at my car. They showed me everything. They said, you had a 100% order, which means nothing was out of stock. Um, So I'll put this in your car for you. I was like, okay, I can help you. She's like, no, don't get out of your car. This is the whole point. And I was like, okay. So she did that. And you don't have to tip them. They just say, rate us. And if you rate us, you get 50 fuel points on top of it. I was like, oh my gosh. For sitting in my car and doing nothing. For literally pulling up and then pulling off. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Really, though. It was amazing. So I know that Walmart does this, but 
Start doing it so that they keep it around. But Walmart isn't fries. That's true. Maybe don't do it so that they... I want, like, an even amount of people to do it. So it's still around, but it's not hard to do. <laughs> yeah, and, like, that's that's really convenient, especially, like, for people that... Well, a lot of people work. But if you work, like, a traditional 9 to 5 schedule, it's really nice to know that you can, like... If you take the bus or whatever on your lunch break, whatever, you can, like, make your grocery list put it in the app and then you don't have to do grocery shopping after work or like find time to do it on the weekends. You can literally just be like, okay, yeah, you know what? Let me put this stuff in the app real quick while I'm having my lunch, set it up, go pick up the stuff after work. And then it's done. Like you, that just saves so much time. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. It's amazing. And I'm trying to get my parents on it too. Cause my dad does a lot of his shopping, like um, on the weekends and like right after work and I know that's like his alone time so I get it but I'm also like you should do this so you, you can, can still be alone in the car true that is true <laughs> you can be alone on your drive to fries and then alone on your drive home <laughs> yeah so that was my fix what's yours my fix this week is Tyler the creator Ooh yeah um Flower Boy is a masterpiece. It's good. I've just got to say, I when Tyler, the creator, first came out, I thought he was a very strange individual. Um, I still think he's a strange individual, but I was like slightly disturbed by him. I was like, it's something ain't right with that guy. But as he has just kind of grown as an, as an artist and had just like an opportunity to, I don't want to say mature, but like just have experiences like in music and really just I feel like he's transitioned his sound while still keeping like his integrity of like whatever his original sound was because I always thought his music was pretty good Mm -hmm. but it was him I was like it's you there's something about you I don't like something about him he's like a little off and you're just like I don't know if you're like all here like (laughs) and it would like make me nervous I'm just like I I don't know Mm mm-hmm but I, I've, like, really kind of given him a second go at it because he had a couple songs, like, scattered here and there that I liked a lot. And then Flower Boy came out a couple weeks ago, I think. And, wow, it is so good. It's great. It is, like, there is not one song on that CD that I don't like. The features are awesome like the way he just kind of weaves people in and it's not too much it's not it it's just so well done it's very subtle but at the end of it like and I mean after end of each song it like hits you later it's like I don't know that it's like when you this is unrelated but like 30 Rock is like one of my favorite shows and it's so funny because there's so many jokes that happen all the time like every other second there's a joke but like a minute later you're just like oh my god that was hilarious and that's how it is with that like you listen to this whole song you're like already it sounds like 10 out of 10 and then like at the end of it you're just like that was really powerful and it didn't even sound like it was going to be a powerful song it was just like I'm strolling down the street in the sunshine and it's saying all of these like really like poignant things and And the subject matter is like so positive like a lot of it is just like I'm a great person you should love me and I want to talk about how I'm in love with you or you made me happy, or I want to talk about how I feel really great today. Like, so many of the songs, I'm like, this is just, like, a great album. Yes. I mean, I I could not have been more surprised. I thought, like, sonically, I would like it. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know, 
I just didn't expect to like it this much. Yep. So thank you, Tyler, the creator, a.k.a. Felicia the Goat on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I'm just, like, floored. I really am. It, it almost leaves me speechless. Every time I listen to it, I'm like, man, this shit is so good. It's amazing. It is so good. I, I, it's probably one of my favorite albums of the summer. I've got to say, it's just up there. It's fantastic. So if you have not heard Flower Boy... Give it a chance. Do I it. think you will be pleasantly surprised. I agree. All right. That brings us to the end of our show. Wow. Already? Episode 10, guys. Oh, my. We're in oh the double digits. My gosh. This one's a doozy, too. Yeah. 10 weeks. You stuck by us. I can't believe it. Yeah. This is almost like second nature now. Mm-hmm. Just get together and start talking. Now I'm going to be like 21, or 21, 20 episodes in, like one of those celebrities that comes in like hungover with a coffee. They're like, well, we, let's go. Let's <laughs> right. do it. Do we have to record this week? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but thank you so much for listening. Tell your friends and drink some water. Take your meds. Hug a loved one. Yeah, please. Let's work together. Let's work smarter not harder guys exactly all this hate just so draining what's yeah. the point come on we yeah. don't have to do this we don't, we don't have to we don't have to do this in like, the meantime show us some love and follow us at the fix pod on all social media and if you are like knife and garment social club and would like a shout out on our show or you want to write us a listener letter or you just want to say hi and tell us you exist or whatever, contact us in any way. It's thefixpod at gmail.com. Sounds good. Thanks, Talk to you guys, guys next week. Bye. Bye. Stay vigilant. Kill the boys. Flowers. I feel like glitter. Every time we come around. I've never been the darkest one, cause my self esteem with towels, so I never sing out of hour with y'all nigga. Ayo, Uno, peso, never pay attention to when niggas got a sale, so I keep that buck, I ain't getting no fuck, they ain't build me up, so I block them like Lego. Feeling glitter, feeling good and great, got the burner, got the heat like weight, got the shit that's all up on that hit, I use it on myself the day you did, got that 457 track in for me, baby dog, I hope you agree, beat, cause you like my fire.